The My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles are brought to you by the Goose Hammock Shops, Cape Cod's largest outdoor outfitter, serving New England since 1946. Shop them online at themightyfish.com. Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles. The My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles podcast profiles impactful members of our fishing community and beyond. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles podcast here on MyFishingCapeCod.com. This is your host, Kevin Collins, back at you. And we're going to kick off our Summer Chronicles podcast season today by interviewing an MFCC member. And the reason I mention that is because we're going to be on the lookout over the next several months for MFCC members who are active in the forum, who are active in the Cape Cod fishing community, and who'd be willing to share a little bit of their time with us to sit down and chat about various topics involving fishing and pretty much anything else they're wanting to talk about. We're looking to spend our summer season to hear more from you, our awesome membership base, and feature you right here on the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles podcast. So if you have any interest, by all means, reach out to Ryan or myself and let us know. Another important goal we're looking to accomplish by featuring so many of our proud and prominent members here of My Fishing Cape Cod here on the podcast is to cover a wide array of topics. For anyone who's been in the MFCC forum and has taken part in some of the conversation threads in there, you know from experience, basically, if you go in there looking for a topic, odds are there's a thread already up and running. So we're going to look to incorporate that same spirit here on the podcast by creating a wide variety of podcasts with a wide variety of members covering a wide variety of fishing topics here this summer and fall. So with all that in mind, let's get to our interview subject for today's episode. Without further ado, we want to welcome in today's guest to the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles podcast, and it's none other than MFCC member Nick Caparell. Nick, welcome to the show. Really appreciate it, Kevin. Nice to finally meet you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you, and hopefully we're going to be able to fish together soon because it seems like you and I potentially could be neighbors, but we'll dive back into that later in the show. Nick, I want to start off today's podcast with just getting to know you a little bit and introduce you to the members that may not have crossed paths with you so far during your time involved with MFCC. Nick, where did you grow up? I am from North Attleboro, Massachusetts, so uh, just about 50, 55 minutes from uh, where I live now in South uh, Plymouth, and uh, grew up in North Attleboro, Massachusetts my whole life, kind of on the Rhode Island border, and kind of kind of landlocked, so I did a lot of freshwater fishing uh, throughout my life there. So you started off big into freshwater out there in North Attleboro. Can you explain a little bit about your passion for freshwater fishing and, and what you like to fish for the most? Yeah, I, uh, you know, really starting all the way back in, in elementary school, um, you know, my, my parents weren't fishermen. Luckily, I had some friends that uh, did have fathers um, that, you know, liked to go fishing, and I kind of got introduced uh, through two of my closer friends growing up in elementary school uh, to the fishing side of the fence, and uh I just I just fell in love with it, and uh, I fished for everything growing up. Uh, but obviously, for me, uh, you know, my my love for the most part was was with largemouth bass, basically. So, but outside of that, you know, smallmouth bass, um, pickerel, obviously, 
running too crappy. But uh, just any freshwater fish, I was uh, interested to uh, get a tight line on. And were you focused mainly on, I'll say, ponds and lakes, or did you fish rivers at all? Uh, did you dabble in, in fly fishing? No no fly fishing for me all the way up to uh, to right now. I, uh, I, I feel like I don't have the patience for it, but uh, I've done it a couple times, and I might uh, dabble a little more. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, no rivers really when I grew up. Um, it was primarily lakes and ponds. I, I did have couple of different lakes and ponds in my immediate area growing up that uh, luckily I could have access to even at a younger age by myself or with friends uh, riding our bikes or whatever the case may be and uh, that was kind of our main focus. You and I are aligned on that front. I I haven't had the patience to try my hand at the fly. It's on my list of things to do uh, but we're both spin guys so we've got that established. So moving forward in your life, you moved to Plymouth, Massachusetts, a little bit closer to the water. Explain a little bit about that chapter of your life and, and what caused that transition and allowed you to get a little bit closer to the ocean. It's a mix of a couple different things. Uh, I mean, even pedaling back a little more in time. I mean, like I said, growing up, I, I loved fishing. Uh, sports kind of took over, uh, especially from a middle school into high school standpoint. And I really, really focused on that, especially baseball. And I ended up playing uh, college baseball at uh, Worcester State University out in Worcester, Mass. Um, so that was my main focus for a while. I wasn't fishing uh, as much as, you know, I, I always loved to growing up. Um, but post-graduation, uh, right around that 22, 23 years old uh, time frame, Back in 2010, um, I just dove right back into to freshwater fishing. I, I had a void of not uh, having my athletics anymore, really. Um, I wasn't really someone that just did, you know, side recreational softball or whatever. Um, so I just I needed to fill that void, and I, I just jumped right back into uh, freshwater fishing uh, for years uh, because I was still living in the Attleboro area as well as Bellingham for a little while. And I was working up in Westford. So I, uh, actually started fishing, uh, very hardcore at the Sudbury reservoir and just really, uh, you know, fueled that fire and, 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 you know, got that flame going again, uh, for fishing. And then after that, um, Really, my best friend growing up, his father was a, a really big saltwater fisherman, um, as well as freshwater, but uh, he was big into saltwater. Um, he introduced saltwater, obviously, to my best friend uh, growing up, as well as uh, after college. We're both the same age. Um, luckily, he uh, he dragged me out one day uh, to, to go after stripers uh, down in uh, Matunic, uh, Rhode Island, actually. I used to do a lot of Southern Rhode Island fishing, and uh, I finally got into some stripers and just kind of got hooked from there. And that was around 2015, 2016, and it just kind of spiraled from there as well. Yeah, once you get into salt, it seems, you know, people just can't get enough. But I want to go back really quick for, for one second. Worcester State baseball player are they the lancers and if i get that right i have no life i don't think it is the worcester state lancers yeah don't ask me how i knew that but so going back to your baseball career just a little bit because that's something interesting we don't often get into here on the podcast you were a collegiate athlete that's nothing to scoff at talk a little bit about your passion for baseball did you after you graduated from worcester state did you ever think about you know trying to go to a, a minor league camp or further your career in baseball? Uh, I mean, 
Yeah, that that was uh, you know the main goal. You know, throughout my whole life was uh, you know a big focus into baseball and you know potentially having that shot. Um, you know, I was a, a decent player, and um, after after graduation, um, you know, I, I'd be I'd be lying if I didn't say that you know I did have a couple of uh, different uh, minor league uh, you know workouts that uh you know just ultimately didn't work out but uh you know i, I did uh i did have a couple of different workouts uh, from a minor you know minor league uh, scouting standpoint i think it's safe to say that you're probably the most accomplished athlete we've had in podcast history so how do you feel about that <laughs> well i'm sure there's someone else uh you know more accomplished somewhere in mscc but uh I, I, if it is that case then uh i, I appreciate it so you're a proud mfcc member Nick, and, and you're very active within our community. How did you find My Fishing Cape Cod and get involved? I have a lot of pride in uh, My Fishing Cape Cod um, because, you know, aside from my best friend luckily dragging me out, like I said, to uh, to fish down in southern Rhode Island and, and kind of get me hooked from that standpoint, um, that's what got me hooked. And then I did some searching online. You know, I was just kind of Googling uh, you know, just Cape Cod fishing, really. Uh, and, and that's what kind of came across my desk was uh, my fishing Cape Cod. Um, kind of looked into it, kind of looked into the, uh, you know, the free month or whatever that case was, and uh, just realized that there was just a plethora of information that, uh, you know, was accessible through that membership and dove right into the membership and never turned back, really. Yeah, and you were able through my fishing Cape Cod as well to network and, and become friends with several members who you do some fishing with. I know you were out with Alex Ridgeway, who's a very active member, and you guys had some success the other day fishing for stripers. So it's great to see you, and I, and I look at your Instagram account, uh, and it's great to see all these photos of yourself and fellow members catching all these fish. I routinely say you know, in the forum or whoever I'm talking to about my fishing Cape Cod, that it's, you know, it's not not just a fishing membership or it's not just, a, you know, just a, you know, a gag to, to, to make someone money that has a company. It's, it's a true, true community uh, that I keep, you know, kind of emphasizing. It's, it's a true community of people that truly want to learn to fish or already know how to fish very well, but they're willing to you know, be vulnerable and, and still want to educate themselves through other people. Um, you know, it's just a great uh, group of individuals that uh, really love to do what, what I love to do. So that's, uh, you know, something that I want to be a part of for sure. The topic of this podcast is we're trying to talk about your transition from freshwater into saltwater. We're just scratching the surface here and we want to give advice to people that may be a little bit intimidated by salt water or that have, you know, only fished freshwater their whole life, but are thinking about giving salt a try. Can you talk a little bit about the relationship with MFCC, uh, what you've got in the blog, what you've got in the forum, advice from other members, talk a little bit about how that may have been helpful to you as you made that transition and as, a, and as you still grow and evolve as a fisherman today. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it's, um, I mean, my first, uh, you know, topic, um, of discussion, you know, on this, on this particular interview and podcast, um, was just plain and simple to, to be a member, uh, and to continue being a member of my fishing Cape Cod. And that's not a marketing ploy or 
you know, anything like that. It's, uh, you know, there's, there's just so much education uh, within, not just saltwater fishing, but just fishing, in, you know, as a whole uh, from a Cape Cod, Plymouth, and just general area around here uh, standpoint. Um, there's just so much you can get out of my fishing Cape Cod uh, through the members, you know, through Ryan and, and obviously all the guests that he brings on that, uh, you know, one member I saw on the forum actually hit it right on the head in one of his comments recently. Uh, they literally said to someone that was a new member uh, that just plain and simple, you can get two years worth of education on saltwater fishing in a, you know, three to six month time frame. just, just putting in the time to, to read, you know, a lot of the categories on the forum, do some searches. Um, you know, it's just amazing the amount of information that I was able to gather when I first started back in like 2016, just in a short period of time to really, really get up to speed on the saltwater game. And it is a just, it's just a different animal than, than, than freshwater fishing. It just is. Um, so to be able to have access to, uh, many people that know what they're doing, uh, on MFCC and, and to, to be able to gather that information and, and to put it to work, um, you know, in the field, uh, it just it catapulted me uh, tenfold, uh, way quicker than I would have ever done, you know, by myself. What's tip number two? Yeah, I mean, my, my tip uh, number two is uh, just educating yourself. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, like I just said before, Saltwater fishing is just a different animal than freshwater fishing. Um, it just is. There's just more more to it um, and, and, you know, just more angles that you really have to be aware of. Uh, you know, and from an education standpoint, one of the biggest things that I learned uh, early on that you just really have to, you have to educate yourself on and really hone in on is, you know, just having the right type of gear uh, that will make sense, you know, for the type of saltwater fishing that you're doing whether it's you know from the surf or from the canal or uh obviously you know potentially from a boat if if you have one um there's just a couple of different things that you have to think about whether it's the type of rod obviously the type of reel uh, the size of those reels and rods uh, depending on where you are fishing um and i'm not saying you gotta go out and you know buy the most expensive uh rod and reel setup uh, known to man there's plenty of uh you know cost-effective uh, setups that make sense, you know, through, you know, Penn, Shimano, you know, things that uh, are companies and manufacturers, I should say, that uh, definitely have great products that are accessible from a monetary standpoint. Um, but you got to have something uh, in your hand that uh, is not going to just completely fall apart or corrode very easily with the salt water. Um, so, you know, that's my second tip is definitely, you know, educating yourself as much as you can from a, uh, from a gear perspective so that you can, uh, put yourself in the best, uh, best chance to be successful. And from that education, from a gear perspective, uh, other than MFCC and maybe some of the members, uh, you know, in the forum or Ryan himself, were there any other resources that were extremely helpful to you, Nick, uh, when selecting, you know, uh, a setup? You know, I hate to, to beat a dead horse. I, I, I got a lot of my direction on gear, on, on just everything, tactics, through my fishing Cape Cod. I, I just really, you know, once I honed in on my fishing Cape Cod and had the membership, I kind of I kind of just went nuts in terms of, you know, 
research and, and reading all the articles and just all the uh, direction that was given by, you know, by Ryan and other people that uh, know what they're doing. Um, that was definitely my main source. All right, let's move on to tip number three that you would give. What would that be? Yeah, another, you know, pretty generic, uh, you know, tip that, you know, most people probably hear, but I, I, I do want to just keep emphasizing it. Um, you know, you got you to gotta learn the tides. Um, not every place is going to be the same. Sometimes you get those weird situations where slack might be, you know, great for, for the bite or whatever the case may be. But for, for people just transitioning to salt or, uh, you know, just starting fishing as a whole and they're, and they're trying to get into saltwater fishing, for me, um, you know, one of the biggest differentiators that, that really propelled me to, to put me in the right spot to, to be successful with a bite is just learning the tides. Um, you know, Ryan always hones, hones in on it, you know, two to three hours prior to high tide uh, into two to three hours post high tide. Um, you know, you want the water moving. Um, you know, if you if you set yourself up in any various areas on Cape Cod, uh, within that window of the tides, um, you know, there's a really good shot that you're going to be somewhat successful. So, um, you know, again, from a just a g- generalized beginner standpoint, you know, learn the tides, trust the tides. Um, you know, I, I use the app uh, Willy Weather, uh, and I use the uh, Fish Weather app. Um, literally called fish weather uh, for wind uh, direction and things of that nature. Uh, I've gotten more intricate with it over the years uh, versus when I first started. But, uh, you know, the faster that you can learn uh, the ebbs and flows, the tides and and why that's important, I I just think it's a huge thing for someone that's trying to really begin their saltwater fishing career. Yeah, and that's, that's tremendous advice. Let's move on to tip number four. Tip number four for me um, is literally just having patience. Um, once you get the tides down, uh, you have your gear in place, just, uh, just have patience. You might fish a whole stretch of a tide from a you know, high tide into outgoing for three to four hours uh, or more. And it might just be that one 20 to 30 minute window of, of a prime time you know, bite that's within that tide that if you left a little early, you may not have gotten to. So, you know, that's something that I always struggle with, even to this day, is just being patient. I I like to hook up to fish like anyone else. Um, But sometimes some of my best sessions out there have been when I've just said, hey, I've I've aligned my tides. I I know there's potentially going to be fish here. And then it turns into being one of the best sessions I've ever had because I, I did wait it out. So, you know, just, just have patience, trust it. Um, you may not always catch a fish, but uh, at least you know you're lining yourself well uh, from a tide standpoint. And, uh, you know, more so than not, I think you're going to hook up. Yeah, and especially during these times, Nick, I think patience is, you know, a great piece of advice. And, and just along with patience, uh, you know, you may not always catch a fish, but just kind of embrace and enjoy the journey of, of being outside, being on the water. And sometimes you don't always need to catch a fish, right, in order to be successful and have a fun trip. Absolutely. All right. That brings us to the final tip, tip number five that you would give someone who's just starting their saltwater journey or 
contemplating switching from fresh to salt water? You know, I fish with friends. I fish with, you know, people. Um, I've, I've always been kind of one of those lone wolf type people. I, I love to go out by myself, you know, figure it out. Uh, you know, I like fishing alone just, just to kind of, you know, relieve the stress of a day or whatever this, you know, case may be. But, uh, but what I really learned, uh, especially through my fishing Cape Cod um, and, and through people that, you know, I can now definitely call friends, um, because of meeting up and, and fishing together and, you know, just staying in touch uh, through MFCC and things of that nature. Uh, you got to fish with as many different people as you can. Everyone's different. Everyone has a different approach. Everyone is successful in different ways. I learned, I have learned so much from so many people that I fished with through my fishing Cape Cod. Um, you know, and elsewhere as well that, uh, you know, I just continually educate myself on. Um, there's nothing that you know 100% when it comes to saltwater fishing. So all, all it takes is, even if you are a very successful saltwater fisherman, all it takes is fishing with someone that you don't normally fish with just to see a random little tactic that they're doing that is just a little different than something that you've done that, uh, ends up catching fish that day and you realize it might be something you want to put into your repertoire moving forward. And, you know, that's just something I've been doing the past pretty much three to four years, uh, you know, with my fishing Cape Cod is just adding to my, my arsenal of, uh, attack. Uh, and that's pretty much through learning through other people and asking questions. And that's, uh, in person as well as, uh, just through the MFC forum, uh, because everyone's very uh, willing to, to respond on that forum and, that's my best piece of advice right there is just fish with other people that uh, love to do what you do because you'll definitely learn from them. Well, that's very sound advice, Nick. And I want to give you a chance here as we're approaching the end of our time together. But I know you fish with a lot of members. I know, I know you fish with Alex Ridgway, who we talked about earlier. Do you want to give a shout-out to any other members that you fish with, you know, fairly recently that may be listening to the podcast? A lot of them. <laughs> I mean, you got Tim Mugarini, uh, you got Kevin Conway, um, you got uh, Sean Lawrence uh, out of Onset, um, man, you got uh, Travis uh, Riccarelli, um, just a bunch of guys. Uh, I mean, I'm in, a, I'm in a side chat of about 30 guys from MFCC, and we, uh, we kind of fish regularly, and it's, uh, it's a great little side community, and, and we, make, we make sure that we stay on top of... Uh, the MFCC membership and the forum as well, and just just make sure we're an advocate for, you know, what what that membership's really done, which has brought us all together, and we we love fishing together and uh, learning from each other and, and just trying to be successful. So, I missed a bunch of names, and uh, there's a there's a bunch of guys, and uh, they know who they are. But uh, you know, it's it, that that's how awesome this community is. Is you can really uh, branch out and and. Uh, have some long-lasting friends. And Anthony Bishaw, uh, I forgot to mention Anthony. Uh, I fish with him all the time. He was uh, the uh, the shows, uh, one of uh, Ryan's shows on TV last season. And uh, he's a Navy vet, awesome guy, and I fish with him regularly as well. So, Nick, you mentioned you're you're very active in the forum. That's one way to get a hold of you. I know Ryan sent me your, your Instagram account, which is N, last name Caparell, C-A-P-A-R-E-L-L. So it's N-C-A-P-A-R-E-L-L. That's another way to 
follow you and, and interact with you? Any other ways I'm missing for folks that may want to reach out and, and go fishing with you? Honestly, I'm, I'm very receptive and, and responsive to uh, to messaging. I know how hard it is to uh, to get up to speed on salt water. I, I try to uh, direct individuals the best that I can um, as soon as I can. Um, I do have a boat now. I bought one last year. I love to take people out as well. Um, to really getting a hold of that as well in terms of uh, starting to land fish now that I've got the operation of the boat down. So uh, I'm an open book. I love to fish with uh, MFCC members. So if you just reach out, I'm, I'm sure I'll uh, connect and, and help you out the best I can. And Nick, just before I let you go, I know that the boat is a big piece of your life now over the last year. Talk just very briefly about the boat. What type of boat is it and what have you enjoyed doing with it so far? Yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome. Um, I've just been, you know, blessed. Uh, you know, I, I, I work from home. I, I live in South Plymouth now. I, I moved down here in February 2018. Um, I just really wanted to be near the water and, and all the all the waters that, you know, I love to fish, which is down Cape and Plymouth. Um, and I've just been blessed to uh, be able to afford a, a decent boat. I found one up in Maine, um, actually in Portland. Uh, it's a 2007 23-and-a-half-foot uh, uh, trophy walk around um, with a little cuddy cabin and uh, and uh, it's it's been awesome. It's got a 225 horsepower Mercury Optimax motor on it and uh, it's been awesome. I, I love I love getting out there on the boat and uh, you know like I said I, I bring out guys all the time so don't hesitate to reach out including yourself Kevin. Absolutely and now that I know we're basically neighbors with me down here in Manomet I'm sure we're going to be cruising on your boat and having a few cold ones on my deck before too long. Absolutely, sir. Well, thank you for all your time, Nick, today. You were very gracious to give us all this intelligence and all this information and take time to speak to some of our membership base that, you know, may not have given salt water a try quite yet. I hope they find that information extremely useful, and I'm sure you'll be hearing from a few folks about, you know, your podcast appearance as well as perhaps wanting to fish with you moving forward. Yeah, I appreciate it, Kevin, and, uh, you know, thank you to Ryan uh, for, for kind of orchestrating and, and coming up with this company. It's, uh, it's been great for me. Um, you know, my life would be a lot different potentially uh, without this, so um, really appreciate it all around, and, and thanks again for the time, Kevin. A big thank you to Nick Caparell for joining us on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles podcast. Nick is obviously a very proud My Fishing Cape Cod member, He's extremely active in the MFCC community, particularly in the forum, and he has arranged countless fishing trips with so many of you listening to the sound of my voice. It was great to hear directly from Nick how My Fishing Cape Cod has positively impacted the trajectory of not only his fishing life, but his life overall. Nick was also able to share with us those five important tips, those five pieces of advice that he is offering to anybody out there who's looking to get started saltwater fishing, whether that's somebody who's never picked up a rod and reel before, or maybe somebody who's just been a freshwater fisherman, or perhaps a freshwater fly fisherman that's never taken a shot at the Brewster Flats, or fishing the canal, or fishing by boat out in the ocean. Hopefully Nick's advice will inspire some folks to get out there and get a line wet in the waters off Cape Cod this summer. 
That's going to put the wraps on episode number eight of the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles. Sure hope you enjoyed it. I know I had a blast hosting it. We're going to look to keep doing these podcasts every week to every other week here throughout the summer and fall season. And as I mentioned, we're looking to get the MFCC community, in particular the My Fishing Cape Cod members, involved heavily here in terms of being guests on the podcast. So if you have any interest, by all means, we please encourage you to reach out to Ryan or myself, and we will set up a time to chat. As for me, I'm out of here. Going to go enjoy my weekend, and we'll talk to you on the next edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles. Until then, tight lines and take care. Thanks for listening to the My Fishing Cape Cod Chronicles podcast. From all of us here at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care. For the latest information on how to fish the Cape, be sure to check out MyFishingCapeCod.com. Become a member today and receive your first month for just $1. Join us as a My Fishing Cape Cod member.